Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. Who just sat through two more Hallmark movies. The Hallmarkiest of Hallmark movies. <laughs> you know what's funny about this one? Last episode, we accidentally did a Vermont-themed episode. Mm-hmm. This episode, we're accidentally doing a book adaptation episode. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And what's funny about it is that um, one of them I didn't realize was going to be a book adaptation, and the other one was an adaptation of a different book than the book I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's, yep, yep. 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 <laughs> so what, what did we watch this week? Uh, so we watched... Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, Mm -hmm. because Hallmark had to have it all this year, and by having it all, they meant having two Pride and Prejudice adaptations. (laughs) Right. (laughs) However, this one was the one that was an adaptation of a different book than the book I thought it was. Oh. Because as it turns out, there is a book called Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Fuck off. I haven't had a chance to Google for it yet. This information was sprung on me about 30 seconds ago while looking at IMDb and getting ready to do the intro. So stay tuned for your favorite segment, Listen to Kirsten and Kelsey Google. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) And then the second thing that we watched was A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Mm -hmm. One we've really been anticipating. (laughs) It's like even more literal than you thought it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. We also learned a lot about Annunciation this week. We did learn about Annunciation this week. Um, You know what else we accidentally did in this episode? It's like Hallmark Star Power Hour because we have a Lacey Mm. movie and a Candace movie. Yeah, look at that. That's a bingo spot right there. Guys, as a reminder, we have Hallmark Christmas Bingo on our Twitter account at HateWatchWithUs. If you would like your own board, we will generate one for you. Just email us, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. Actually, we'll make a board for you if you do five entries in the Sam Hu and Charity CrossFit (laughs) contest, the link for which will be in our episode description and at the descriptions of the last several episodes. (laughs) Guys, come at me. If you're not getting ads for that in all of your social feeds by now, I don't know why you're not, (laughs) because I sure am. I don't know why you're listening to this show. If you're not the kind of person who's getting targeted with those ads, then I don't know why you listen to this, because we are basically an Outlander podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry to everyone who didn't know that's what they were signing up for. I know what I'm about. Fair. We're sorry. I'm sorry, but I don't intend to change. There we go. Okay. I can live with that. Okay. Um, okay. I could keep going like this all night because this is way more fun than e- either of the movies that we watched. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's let's pivot to Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this was the worst Hallmark movie I've ever watched. Really? I think so. It it nothing happened. <laughs> like the entire premise of this movie is dumb. Not like I mean it's Hallmark dumb, but I feel like it's extra dumb. It's definitely worse than Hallmark dumb. Yeah. I mean, our fave Catherine Van Arendonk was live tweeting it, and I feel like she summarized it best when she was like, this entire movie is someone walking up to Lacey and being like, let me know how I can help with the event. And Lacey says, okay, thank you. Right. She also highlighted several times that the stakes have never been lower than they were in this movie. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) So true. Yeah. So do you remember enough about Premise to get us through this? I mostly just remember there was a fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it'll be spotty, but I can get us there. Guys, we were together and we were drinking wine just to, like, give us a good alibi. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first half bottle of wine in, like, a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we played bingo and it was really great. And we played Destiny Dice. Can we spend a minute on that? (laughs) (laughs) This is the sequel to the episode a couple weeks ago about the Outlander store. (laughs) (laughs) Kirsu bought me um, Outlander Destiny Dice. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you about a convoluted premise with very low stakes. Our favorite this... game is a game called The Networks, which literally takes an eight-person table to set up, which we know because we set it up at my eight-person table this weekend. Yeah. And um, Destiny Dice might be more convoluted than The Networks. <laughs> all you know, all we know is that we want to roll a Jamie and a Claire. <laughs> you need to roll Jamie's and Claire's, and sets get you more points, and <laughs> Dougal's can be Leary's. And, like, a Leary cancels out a Jamie, and a Galus cancels out a Claire. And a Murtaugh can be anyone. Unless you have six Galuses. (laughs) (laughs) Dougal is actually worse than that, because Dougal can be, like, four different faces, and you can, like, trade them out and get, like, get new roles so that you can... It's... You're trying to get Yahtzee with Jamie and Claire's face. Right. But then there's also cards that give you power-ups. And oh, I forgot about the cards. Yeah, and you get to take, like, four turns per turn. Right. Yeah. It's... It, it sure is something, but... <laughs> but it my favorite more time to read the rules <laughs> than it did to play a round, because each round is only ten minutes, and that's what it says on the box. <laughs> I really didn't believe that. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's over. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah. we are almost 30-year-old women who own houses, and some of us are someone's mother. And this is what we did <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> night. I have no regrets. I have, like, a little regret, but mostly no regrets. <laughs> not for the reason that we're supposed to. Okay, anyway, so no. we're not... That's not 
what this episode's about. No. In theory. <laughs> <clears throat> I say as I pour myself my second glass of whiskey. Um, so Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe is, um, as described in this summary of the book that the movie is an adaptation of, a sweet, sexy, and hilarious gender-swapping, genre-satisfying retelling set in contemporary America and featuring one snooty Miss Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when they refer to gender-swapping... What mm-hmm. they mean is that Lacey is named Darcy. Yeah. And the generic white guy is named... Luke. And... Bennett? No, his name is Luke. Who's Ben? And, and I got Bennett. really salty for like a hot second because I, told I was you guys like, are you kidding me that they didn't name him Bennett? That was so stupid. And then he's like, I'm Luke, Luke Bennett. <laughs> And I had a lot of satisfaction about being right. <laughs> I rode that wave for a while. Um, and that's the extent of the gender swapping from what Sparknotes has told me. Yes. Anywho, um, so Darcy does something in stocks or finances or something. She's a high power lady. She's a high power woman who has it all. The first several scenes are just her walking around in little sheath dresses being like, the accounts. Clients are my priority. Fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) we come to understand that she is a partner in a money firm and the other money partners are trying to edge her out for reasons, presumably. To clarify, this was not the olive branch to marginalize groups. This was, let's take no. our one character that isn't white and make them the bad person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Which, you know, that's always the awkward thing about representation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We didn't get to check off that bingo square. <laughs> um, so she's going back to her small town again for reasons and everybody in the money firm is like oh you're finally taking a vacation we don't take vacation but good for you um but really they just want her to take a vacation because they're trying to like make her leave the firm yeah so she goes back to her hometown and um there's an event there's a fundraiser Um, at the pemberley such and such oh it's the pemberley holiday auction Yes. It's worth noting that I'm looking at two different summaries, and they all just say she goes to her hometown for an event. (laughs) So it's not just me. Um, So she shows up at the bar when she first gets into town, like the towny dive bar, and there's this guy who's, like, from the town who's become a caterer, Mm -hmm. and um, he and her were, like, debate people in high school and they were on a team together so they have like this weird history where they like hated each other but they like work together so like sexual tension i guess yeah yeah and then the whole thing is literally just like she's helping her mom with the event and trying to keep her partners in the firm from kicking her out and her dad also has a money firm 
yeah. that she like came up in and he wanted her to be a partner but she was like nepotism is bad and so he's all upset because he wants her to work for him um and then she and luke have a thing that's all and then they <laughs> need new ideas for the fundraiser because they don't have enough fundraising initiatives so the mom commissions custom christmas trees which are literally like trees that they paid someone to decorate and then they're gonna auction those off and originally they're supposed to have a high power interior designer from like the city yeah and then that person drops out right and so Lacey like... and the Spirit of Christmas um, commissioned this, like, lady, I couldn't follow the <laughs> subplot, but this lady who owns a clothing store in yeah. the town. Yeah, but she had a she really good a tree in her tree. window. And and it turned out she has, like, a passion for interior design. And she says to Lacey, that window is my calling card. <laughs> Is that like your Facebook profile being your visual resume? (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. Real talk, I knew someone who referred to her personal Facebook account as being her visual resume. Don't do that. Don't do that. Pro tip. Don't do that one. Um, And then I don't know what happens after this. Well, so they, like, have the event, and I it, like, either goes well or, like, kind of doesn't. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> and um, she finds out from her assistant that there's, like, a conference scheduled between all the partners of the money firm, mm-hmm. and she wasn't invited. So then she sets up a Skype call and, like, gets into it and, like, scares everybody. She's like, first quarter, first quarter! <laughs> You poached my client. Um, and so then, like, she wins her clients back from, like, the evil money person. Mm-hmm. And then decides to sell off her shares to the money firm and go be her own money firm with her dad. And, like, yeah. brings her very big clients over with her because her clients really like her. And, like, one of her clients shows up at the event because he had been poached and he didn't like it. So he, like, came to the event to be like, I like you, Darcy. Is this when she sat down with her dad in the kitchen with two sinks? Yes. And this also somehow ties into the opening scene where she's getting a hot dog from a street vendor. And she's like, I promise I'll let you buy stocks, even though you don't have enough money for the minimum. Yeah. And then her whole thing when she's going to her dad's money firm is like, there should be no minimum so that the poors can buy stocks, too. That's not how that works, though. It's not. I mean, I know, like, very little about investing, but, like, that's not how that works. I generally know that, like, you have to have money to invest to be able to invest. Yes. Like, (laughs) the basic premise of investing. generally how the whole thing works. (laughs) He's, like, trying to promise this hot dog vendor that he can, like, put his kid through college. Right. Even though he, like, can't afford her money firm. So then she's like, equality through the stock market. Sure. It's a fine plan in theory. Don't forget also that there was a really weird, like, baby announcement. 
Oh, yes. I have a vague memory of this one. It's like her brother and sister-in-law. And they're talking about how there's like the five of them. And then she goes, the six of us now. No, no, no. We're six now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The syntax is very important there. So where it says something about the five of us. We're six now. (laughs) Casual. (laughs) Sure. And then I also wrote down that there was a high five. So I think there was a high five that happened (laughs) in that exchange. Um, yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, the book sounds vaguely more interesting. I read that there was a one night stand in the book because I'm just looking for the boning, I guess. Yeah, so it says, hold on. Um, when Darcy and Luke fall into bed after too many eggnogs, Darcy thinks it's just another one-night stand. But why can't she stop thinking of Luke? What is it about him? And can she fall in love, or will her pride and his prejudice against big city girls stand in their way? Oh my god. Ayo! (laughs) Am I ever not gonna be mad about Hallmark's adaptations of Pride and Prejudice? (laughs) I like can't decide what's worse that they did this in the same year they were doing another adaptation of pride and prejudice or that this is an adaptation of a book which is like loosely an adaptation of the original (laughs) pride and prejudice this is like pride and prejudice like three removed yes it's like the six degrees of kevin bacon but pride and prejudice like, I'm going to make an adaptation for Hallmark of Outlander, and they're not going to go through time, but they'll be named Jamie and Claire. Sure. That's, like, exactly what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not opposed to exploring the Hallmark Outlander. I am. <laughs> I told you, all I want is the strong <laughs> strong sexual content. <laughs> not getting that on I Hallmark. I think it would be really silly. Aren't we going to watch Timeless or whatever the fuck that show is? We are. We are. It's basically the same, right? I thought they had, like, sexual content. Maybe it's not strong sexual content. Fair. I don't know. We all can't be as pure as Hallmark is. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Shit's pure as the driven snow. (laughs) Um, so... I don't think I got bingo on this one. I didn't either. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You did? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. Sorry. We crossed off quite a bit for a pretty lackluster movie, though. I got bingo with um, the movie that we watched last week that I thought was this movie that I've already forgotten. Oh, Christmas in Evergreen, too? Or The Road to Christmas. Christmas in Evergreen, too. Because my bingo spot was Precocious Child with Christmas Mission, and we didn't have one of those in this movie. We definitely did not. There were just no children at all in this town. There were no children. Other than the sixth one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like this one wouldn't have crossed off many of the things. 
looking um, over bingo, which you can look at on our Twitter at Hate Watch with us for reference. I mean, we took some liberties with this, but there was a Christmas event. There was too much decor in one frame. It generic opened with a generic montage. city montage. Inappropriate footwear throughout. People who don't know how scarves work. Christmas tree shopping. There wasn't a high power man who lacks Christmas spirit, though. Like, the last several movies we've watched, the men have been into Christmas. Yeah. I crossed that off, though. Why did I cross that off? I don't know. There were no Christmas cookies. No, there were not Christmas. But. Are you sure? Mm hmm. Hmm. When would they have happened? I don't know, but I thought there was, that was the one with the apron that said, I'll ba- I bake it, you'll eat it, because I wrote that down. I don't think that was Christmas cookies, though. I think that was just, like... Oh, it was just, like, a thing that happened? Yeah. Okay. Well, because Luke's a caterer, so they do a lot of food stuff, oh, but I don't think any of it was cookies. Oh, that's what it is. I'm like, I know it was on an apron. Yeah. At one point, he's discussing his menu for the, the Christmas event, and... <sighs> They get just as excited about, like, prosciutto and shit as everyone in Little Italy did about figs on pizza. <laughs> it's like, oh, Gruyere, that's exciting. So exciting. Like, you know Lacey does stocks because she said first quarter, and you know Luke is a caterer because he said charcuterie or something. I just... I don't know. It was bad. It was a bust. And it was interesting. If we have to talk about Hallmark Pride and Prejudice adaptations, which is a very specific genre that now exists. Right. Um, Christmas at Pemberley Manor was far more effective. And it was slightly more accurate. Right. If I had to choose. And and- it's interesting because this movie had more of a budget, got Mm -hmm. way more advertising, and had Lacey. Lacey can do better than this movie. Lacey is better than this movie, Hallmark. I don't know why you're trying to hold her back. Like, that gingerbread movie last year was almost okay. Yeah. It had a proposal in gingerbread. (laughs) I don't know why Hallmark was like... More fundraising, less baking, but that's not what I asked for. No. That's the exact opposite of what people come to Hallmark movies for. Right. I'm not a policy wonk, Hallmark. (laughs) We both have jobs that are, like, fundraising adjacent in weird ways, I think. (laughs) That's true. Maybe we're just soured on it. I also have to know what quarter it is. I, too, have fiscal years. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So can we move on to something that was slightly better? Yes, please. Or at least please. more... Dear God. Hate watch worthy? Yeah. Um, Shoe Addicts Christmas, starring our good Shoe old friend Candace. Addicts Christmas. Shoe Addicts Christmas. I just want you to chew on that for a minute, guys. Like, this is a film called A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Yeah. 
And Candace brought this to us as, like, the MC of Hallmark Channel for Thanksgiving weekend. So for this movie and, like, at least Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, she was yep. at the front and back of every commercial break. <laughs> yep. So she, like, had to sit on a bench and be like, aren't you loving this movie? I am, too. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> and then every single commercial you had to see that shit. And then I guess she's also, like, the host of the Hallmark radio channel on Sirius. Oh, shit. Is that a thing? Yeah. So I think she they just recorded her saying, like, Merry Christmas in between every song or something. I don't know what the that fuck it is. That was a very good impression. <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> oh, Candace. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing about this movie, <laughs> as is the thing with Hallmark, is, like, Hallmark doesn't tend to tell you what exactly it thinks of its audience. Like, we know that Hallmark knows that most of its audience is women. Mm -hmm. And we know that Hallmark is pandering to, like, a specific vision of, like, purity and wholesomeness and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Hallmark very rarely just, like, comes out and tells you what they think of you. (laughs) But then they made a shoe addict's Christmas. (laughs) Yes. In which they were like, hey, ladies, have you ever been to Staples and thought about buying that post-it note holder that's in the shape of a shoe? How many tiny furry purse accessories do you own? This movie was made specifically for you and your tiny lady brain. This is also the first Hallmark movie I've seen that has outwardly been, like, gung-ho Christianity. Yeah! Like, these are all Christmas movies, I understand what I'm saying, but it's not usually, like, like... There's a difference between, like, the culture of Christmas and, like, the religion of Christmas. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, we know that Crown Media, which does all the stuff for Hallmark, is, like, into... (laughs) like secret christian messaging but that's still different than coming out and being like this is god's plan for you and it's related to shoes is hallmark the chick-fil-a of television it is yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep that's what's happening (sighs) yeah (laughs) so this movie opens on like a shot of a cross necklace just yeah full on Like, we're not exaggerating. This is not just us being heathens. Right. This is real. Uh, And it's about this girl, lady. What is she? She's, like, meant to be 30. Yeah. Yeah. She's named Noelle, like the Christmas. And Uh, (laughs) she... Like the first. (laughs) And (laughs) she... Is a, like, sad HR lady working for a department store that is, like, uh, like a, better than a Macy's. Like a generic, um, uh, well, because it's, like, shit, there is actually an analog to this. It's a family-owned 
department store empire in a specific region, which like yeah. this was a thing at like a point oh, in there, time. Oh, there is one. Fuck. I don't even know how to Google for that. I know. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, y'all know. It's it's the thing that eventually became Macy's. Right, right, right. So she works there and they're very fancy. And she is helping them with their Christmas gala. That it's is a fundraising gala that for the fire is department. for the fire department. And this year, the department store decided to sponsor it. Yeah. So that's like her side project because she's really into Christmas. <laughs> and Which is funny because when you look at the Hallmark description for it, it refers to her as a Christmas hater. No, she is not a Christmas hater. Right? Hallmark got, got their descriptions messed up. Noelle, a holiday hater who toils in a department store. Dot, dot, she dot. toils in a department store? She toils. Can you imagine if your work that you were paid for was referred to as toiling? <laughs> Put that on your resume. <laughs> Great at toiling. <laughs> So, she has a sad dad who is a widower. Widow? I forget mm-hmm. how that works. Um, widower. Widower is for women. That's what I thought. Uh, and she sees him every Sunday and calls him every Thursday or something like that. So there's this whole thing about how when she calls him and it's not her scheduled time, he's like, oh, what's wrong? You never call me at this time because you don't. We don't see each other that often. And so there's a suggestion that, like, seeing her parent once a week is a bad relationship, which is interesting. Uh, While at the same time, she's telling her friend, like, my life has never been better. My relationship with my dad is good. Right. Yeah. Um, And she gets trapped... (laughs) In her department store during a snowstorm because she's looking for the HR papers for this former employee. Mm-hmm. And so she calls the guy who owns the store and he's like, oh, I'll come down there and pick you up, but make yourself at home. So she just like, is like, sure, that's cool with me. And she takes stuff off the racks and it's just hanging out like it's home alone but she's in the department store but she likes shoes so it's okay that montage is definitely a contender for 2018 wildest ride spoiler alert (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so while she's trapped uh, and waiting for the fire department to be called, because that's a good use of resources during a weather event. Uh, also, where the fuck do you live that it's within the fire code to not be able to exit the building from the inside without a key? No kidding. Like, there's got to be some emergency exit somewhere in the building right? that you can use. That is very true. So, while she's waiting for the fire department, this 
lady, like, apparates into the department store. And she's kind of, like, got a Christmas sweater thing going on. And she... Is this the first time she goes back into another time? It is, right? So she puts on a pair of shoes and is transported to a previous time or a future time. Yes. Uh, Well, it's one of those. First, it's a previous time. So this is supposed to be a Christmas carol. Loosely. And so it's supposed to be like the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. But they like did it real bad. So, so bad. So she, like, goes back in time and sees, like, has to role play a memory. And then the, like, guardian angel lady is like, okay, now your friend is going to say this thing and you're going to respond the way I want you to. And so she does it. And then that causes her to go to, like, Christmas future. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the future, she sees that she's married And she's like, wait, I get to have a husband in the future, which means my life has meaning. (laughs) And then she gets transported back to the department store. And she's like, but I didn't get to see who my husband was. She's very upset. And then a fireman comes in, who is also her neighbor, which I think they've established in the beginning. Yeah, he had already moved into her building, and they had already had a meet-cute, but she, like, really fumbled the meet-cute. Yeah. And was, like, it was more, like, meet-mean. Yeah. If you will. It was Because she was just, like, a jackass about it. Right. So then she makes the whole fire department, like, search for the lady in the store, and they're like, there's nobody in here, you're a psycho. And <laughs> so she runs into the fire department guy, and... It's, like, a nicer exchange. And then later we find out, am I skipping ahead? We find out that he is going to work on this gala with her. Yep. And he's having a whole crisis because he might be promoted to deputy chief. But, like, dot, 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 daddy problems. It's unclear. His dad was a chief or something. And something about living in his father's shadow. Yeah, and then her daddy issues, like, keep happening, where, like, he comes to the store to ask for advice for gift-giving, because he's a worse gift-giver than her mom was. Mm. And then she just, like, sends him on his way, and then the lady comes back and is like, what happens if you would help him and see, like, how this would go? So there's, like, seven different times that she has to be transported uh, through her shoes. Yep. And every time there, she's like, "Oh, I remember these shoes." <laughs> you do the best, Candace. <laughs> I'm really glad. Wait, wait, wait. Say, say, shoes represent the possibilities. In Candace's voice. In Candace. Oh God, I don't speak know if I to can me do in Candace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, shoes just represent so many possibilities. <laughs> it's like I'm watching it all over again. <laughs> 
Yo, that's that's a real line that's said seven times in this movie. Oh, yeah. So, the whole thing about the guardian angel lady uh, is to suggest very aggressively that she needs to have faith in things like God, specifically. Yep. And say the word God more than once while sitting on a park bench. Yep. And if she just believes in things, then they will happen for her if she is open to that. And They also have a whole chat about leaps of faith. Yeah. And what, like, what faith actually means. And, um, in free will versus, like, the plan made for your life, a.k.a. God's plan. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we're leaving out here is her dream career goals. (laughs) Because, you see, Candace... (laughs) She just really wants to be a photographer! Oh my god! Photographer! <laughs> a photographer! Photographer! Like, hello, Hallmark. If you're casting generic white women to be in generic Christmas roles, wouldn't you assign the one that can say photographer correctly <laughs> to the movie where she has to say the word photographer about a hundred times? Photographer! Photographer! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or want to be a photographer. <laughs> Every time she said it, I kept thinking of a part of Just Friends where Anna Ferris just goes, I don't know why you won't take me serious. <laughs> and she's like, I just want to be a photographer. <laughs> Well, so she had to stop being a photographer because she was going to marry this guy. And then they broke up. And the breakup was so bad that she put away her camera and never took another photo. Further. Until until they had tree decorating at the fire station in which she took some photographer photos that... (laughs) Are probably he, like, akin pulls to like SLR out of a desk, <laughs> right? And they look like the stuff that we shot in college when we had to develop our own photos on real mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they were not good photos. <laughs> no, they were not. It was bad. Oh, there's also this whole thing where when she was still a photographer, um, <laughs> she took a picture of a woman at a tree lighting. Mm-hmm. And the woman is staring wistfully at a Christmas tree. Uh-huh. And everyone keeps looking at the picture and being like, that's a really good photo. You should enter it in the most inspiring picture contest. <laughs> Which is literally what the contest is called. <laughs> and she keeps being like, no, I don't do photographer because <laughs> the breakup. <laughs> So then the ghost of Christmas past keeps being like, you have to be a photographer in order for your future to happen and for you to become the person you're meant to be. 
She's like, photography is my passion, but I just don't know. I don't do photography anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Candace. Never change. So they're they're planning this gala together, and he gets really excited about inflatable snowmen. And her boss keeps running around saying Mm. the words elegant, refined, and tasteful. So they have to repeat that on a loop, and she keeps having to be like, no inflatable snowmen. Um, so then he keeps making suggestions and she keeps pretending that she's taking them. So then he's like, yeah, I could be deputy fire chief because she put a snow machine at the gala. Um, and then he comes to tell her that and her boss is like, I hope you understand that we fired you. And he's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Um, and then Candace gets to throw a hissy fit in the shoe department to her guardian angel and is like, I started to believe in stuff, and um, and now it's all bad, and I wish you had never been here. And then her guardian angel, like, disappears, and it's all very sad. And then Candace oh, yeah. is like, oh, no, I'm sad. Right. And all the while, whenever they don't know what else to do with the plot, they just send her back to the basement to look for um, this employee's file. Yep. And the employee had a name... And I, it was something somewhat normal, but I kept forgetting what it was. So I'm going to refer to her as Charlemagne Penny Whistle from here on out. <laughs> great, great. Because <laughs> that's that's what she was in my head. Yeah. Um, and so at this point in the film, she's like alienated the fireman and her guardian angel, and she was about to enter the photography contest, but now can't do <laughs> photography. <laughs> Because her leap of faith failed. So she goes to the basement one more time to look for the thing. And she finds the file and she brings it to her boss. And because he's like making a gift for his mother of like old stuff about the store. Yeah. Sure. And so he opens the file and he's like, oh, great, there's a picture. And he hands the picture to her. And what do you know? Charlemagne Pennywhistle is the mysterious woman from the most inspiring <laughs> furder. <laughs> furder. <laughs> furder. <laughs> from the photography at the tree lighting ceremony. So then Candace gets a second wind and she's like, oh, great. It's all going to be okay. Oh, and her boss is like, here's an expensive dress. So then she's like, fine, I'll go to the gala. Right. So she goes to the gala and the fireman is there and. I feel like there's more plot at this point. I literally just watched it like an hour ago. Uh, but like, I, she goes back in time a couple more times and like has a couple more flashbacks, but more or less the bottom oh, line is that. I know what happens. Her guardian angel gives her a box and is like, open it when you need it. You'll know when the time is right. Yeah. And so like she and the firemen make nice and they go to dance. She breaks a heel so she runs over and opens the box, and what do you know? It's shoes. So she puts the shoes on, and she's transported back in time. And um, no, she's transported to the future. She's transported to Christmas future. You're right, because the last time we time traveled, she thought she was marrying her ex boyfriend, and she's mad about it. Yeah. But then we find out in this this time travel that her ex boyfriend actually introduced her to this guy. Yeah. And he's the one she married. Right. 
Plot so twist. Now that she knows she'll have a husband, she's happy. Yeah. So then she comes back to the present and she's like, oh shit, I'm marrying you. Cool. Let's dance. Yeah. And then they have a closed mouth kiss and yeah. that's it. Oh, and then they rain snow down on an interior. In- on an interior. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, it's like a snow machine. Yeah. Um, and so the fake snow happens and everybody at the gala is like, ooh. Oh, and the owner of the store who spent the whole movie saying the words refined, elegant, and tasteful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She looks up at the fake snow and she's like, next year we should have inflatable snowmen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very satisfying, really. <laughs> really. Um, can I tell you a fun fact? Please do. So the guardian angel lady was played by an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the fun fact. Let she me was familiar there. to me. She, she's been around since like the eighties. Her name's Jean Smart. She was in Designing Women. Did I see that? Uh, it's like a very designing woman. It's um a sitcom from 1986. It ran through 1991. I did not see that. Um, I watched a lot of it growing up. You did for reasons. Yeah, I was like very familiar with it. Ah. Um, but she she was in Homeward Bound. Didn't see that. You remember that movie? I remember it, but I didn't um, see it. She was in the Brady Bunch movie. Hmm. Um, I don't know. She's been in a bunch of shit. Like, she's just been around for a while. Yeah. But she was in a movie that I think we should stash in our back pockets. Ooh. That's called The Yarn Princess. (gasps) And that's all I know about this movie is that it's called The Yarn Princess. Is it about us? I, it seems to be about schizophrenia. So it's hard to know, really. Wow, that's a little scary. (laughs) um anywho she's like a serious actress so it's hilarious that she showed up in this movie also um this guy may have been from the previous movie from pride prejudice and mistletoe but it's some generic white guy who was in a hallmark movie and his name is luke yeah and i think he was in this movie he was also in a movie called The Mistletoe Promise. Hmm. But even better, he was in a short film called Erection. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine? This is a Hallmark If actor. that was on your actual resume. <laughs> <laughs> Just the word erection for any reason. Right. Yeah. Wild. Oh my god, Red Alert. Yeah? There's a chance that this is a book adaptation. Yeah, it is a book adaptation. We knew that. I did not. Well, I mean, I knew that it was, like, loosely based on A Christmas Carol. I didn't know that there was a book called A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got got twice. You did. Hallmark Channel for times I got the most (laughs) got in 2018. Oh, God. (laughs) So this white guy in this movie, this is... I, I know what we're talking about. Um, uh, sorry. No, I just had forgotten and then remembered as we were talking about him. So he was married to Matthew Reese on a, a like, network family drama that came after Everwood. 
And so it took me really? a long time to, like, parse out the fact that, like, Matthew Reese was banging Carrie Russell and not men. <laughs> and then that this guy then played a gay character on another show that I had seen that was that really bad one that we watched that we haven't talked about yet. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just, like, the... It's... They're very versatile, I guess, but... <laughs> I guess. It was just a lot to, like, disassociate and then reassociate as needed. <laughs> Especially, like, in the context of Hallmark. Well, right. That's why I was so alarmed, because I don't need- I mean, they're the Chick-fil-A of television. Mm-hmm, I don't want to mm-hmm. go saying that Hallmark doesn't like the gays, because we don't really know, but- <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to tell. They've definitely been working on all of branches. We've had two not-really-out gays. Mm-hmm. And we just found out this evening that next year they're going to have two Hanukkah movies. Excited about that. Yeah. And there have been some black people in all of the movies this year. And they have one movie with black protagonists. No, they have three. Three? I don't know the name of one. That's my bad. Mm. So they're slowly getting there. They'll try. I I don't think I'll rest until I have a fully gay Hallmark movie. (laughs) I mean, like, if they just go the Mamma Mia route and just embrace it, it could be mm-hmm. so good. It could be really good. Like, can you imagine? Well, I feel like in some ways I can. I know. I It just, it seems necessary. Yeah. It would be fun. Um. So... Can I tell you the one thing that I thought about the entire movie? Yes, please. I almost thought about not actually talking about this film because this one thing, like, really weighed on my mind. Yes. So there's a scene where Candace is wearing a skirt and she stops to take her shoes off. Oh, no. And in this scene, I realized she was wearing pantyhose. And in that moment, I was like, dear God, are the women of Hallmark wearing pantyhose? Like, not tights, but pantyhose? Like, like straight up, like, nylons, like pantyhose. Oh. Yeah. They may be. She was definitely, like, you could see the thing, the webbing between her toes. And she was Aww. wearing a skirt. Like, it was pantyhose. Uh-oh. It's, like, the most regressive thing that I think Hallmark has done to me. (laughs) Wow. I absolutely do not stand for pantyhose. That's, like, probably the crunchiest, like, hippie feminist shit about me is, like, fuck pantyhose. That is really funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I own any. Yeah, I don't think I've worn pantyhose since, like, my last chorus concert in high school or something. Mm -hmm. Um... But I just started thinking about every other scene where a Hallmark actress has worn a skirt. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, every single woman has been subjected to this torture. Doesn't that get, like, warm? You would think. I They just, like, the camera, you have to do a lot of stuff to, like, fool the camera, right? Yeah. But, like, the camera is not so good that it can really tell the difference between women wearing pantyhose and women not wearing pantyhose like 
your pasty ass legs are going to look pasty whether or not you're wearing the pantyhose because you're a white woman filming a Christmas movie in, like, September. Mmm. Kirstie, I feel like you could do a thesis on, like, women in television who wear pantyhose and women in television who don't. (laughs) That's, like, so on brand for me in, like, the most niche way. (laughs) (laughs) I can't support you, like, going back to school at this moment in your life to do this. (laughs) I know that you want me to. I mean, no one would have to listen to me complaining about the lack of maternity leave ever again. That's true. (laughs) Uh, That's really funny. I just was like, it is the year of our Lord, 2018. Why is this happening? I was going to say we should look for that in more Hallmark movies, but I think we're actually done with Hallmark. I think we are. We're moving on to bigger and better things at Netflix for the remainder of this Christmas season. (laughs) Because Netflix is doing the most. They are pretty extra this year. They're doing the most. Although we did just plan for a potential revisit of our favorite Hallmark Christmas movie, so hopefully we will make that happen for y'all. Yes. We have a lot of stuff planned. Yeah. Get very hyped. What was your favorite Hallmark of the year? <sighs> My favorite Hallmark of the year. Um, I mean, in my heart, I really just want to say Christmas Festival of Ice because I don't think anything that I watched in 2018 like rose to the level <laughs> of Christmas Festival of, of Ice. <laughs> 2017 Hallmark Christmas Classic. It's true. <laughs> yeah that that movie is my second true hallmark movie after sam hewen's tight white pants and a christmas prince yeah that's not hallmark though no um it's also not sam hewen's tight white pants like just it isn't it can't even it can't even do you think like how much would you have to donate to charity crossfit to get him to put those on again Oh my god. Can Should we, we ask him? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, can we explore this? Like, can we get a, a crowdfunder going? Mm. Um, like, can we start a Patreon, but instead of regular Patreon rewards, it's like you guys all pay in to try to get Sam Hewen to put on the tight white pants? I think that's a really good idea. Don, we now Sam Hewen's tight white pants. <laughs> seasonal <laughs> i mean they would have to like custom build new tight white pants like there's no way like sam hewen has had a few leg days since the last time he wore those tight white pants no but that's why the whole point is to wear the same ones <laughs> to somehow squeeze him back into them yes if we put pantyhose on him first it'll make him <laughs> a little more slippery oh god oh god <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> what was your favorite Hallmark of the year? 
Mine or are you asking our fans? Both. <laughs> Whoever responds to me first. Uh, if I had to choose, I think it was... I think it was Christmas and Evergreen 2. But I'm not was totally... I'm not really satisfied with what we watched this year. I'm not either. We didn't get to um, Christmas in Love, which is like the gingerbread romance of 2018. We also didn't get to Christmas at the Palace. Mm. Um, yeah. Or there was one other one. Oh, the one with the app. Oh, shit. We didn't uh, mingle, jingle all mingle the way. Mingle all the way. Mingle all the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think all of these are on the DVR, so if we watch them, <laughs> we might come back for this, but... <laughs> Yeah, we may we may tell you more, but like also maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. We have a lot of content to blow through in the next month. Yeah, we've got at least three more Christmas movies to get through. Yep. I mean, that's the good news is we're gonna come in hot with some Netflix content. So like, get excited. Yeah. If you were we're planning to watch a Christmas Prince two or Christmas Chronicles and you haven't yet, this is your warning. To mm-hmm. watch those for next week. Mm-hmm. We never do that kind of fore planning, and we really should. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too. To be fair, <laughs> we definitely don't do that. We definitely do not. <laughs> oh boy! Anyway. <laughs> Well, um, if you want to talk to us about your favorite Hallmark movie of the year or the Hallmark movies that you are disappointed that we didn't get to, you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. You can find our website, HateWatchWithUs.com, or you can email us, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com, and let us know all the stuff there. Honestly, if you feel strongly that we missed a Hallmark, we'll watch it for you. We will. We really will. Just tell us. Yeah, definitely tell us, and we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, we are members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, and mm-hmm. um, they have a bunch of shows, and it's very exciting stuff right now, because they just launched a brand new show called Loud Women, uh, which is about women in comedy. So you, they have one episode out that went up this week. Um, yep. which will be last week by the time you're hearing this, but go listen to it. Um, and then they have other shows too, and they are not nearly as invested in Sam Hewen's tight white pants as we are, which like is maybe a good thing for you out there. You have to right. judge that for yourself and your own heart. <laughs> and <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please consider entering us in the Sam Hewen charity CrossFit contest. <laughs> <laughs> the link for which will be in our episode description. Just so you know, if we win this contest, we both will go to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, we both get to go to Scotland together to meet Sam Hewen at the same time, in the same place, for the same purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we will report back on it. Oh my god, that like this show would like no longer be hate watch with us it would just be the show about that one time we went to scotland and met sam hewen <laughs> new episode every tuesday 
And our show name will just be Sam Hewen's Tight White Pants. (laughs) (laughs) It's every girl's dream and it's our destiny. subscribe on itunes and yeah. all of the other places where you find podcasts so like do that also if you don't want to do it with entries to the sam hugh and charity crossfit contest <laughs> we're open to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh man and uh, you know we'll see you next time yeah thanks for listening bye bye wait a second Wait, I'll tell you in the in the in the thing in the, in the thing we're doing here. I kept trying to say in the book, but I, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you in the book. <laughs>